Parashat B'Shalach has at the end, toward the end, the Parashat Damon. The Parashat Damon carries within it tremendous strengthening for us in the Indian of Emunah and Bitochen. To be Bakhtayach, 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 has got to be Mepharnas, us the way we need to be sustained. Uh, most of you are probably aware of the Zgula on Tuesday, Pashas B'Shalach, to say Pashas Hamon. But the truth of the matter is that Pashas Hamon is always a good thing to say. And uh, particularly, the Rishonim bring down that it's particularly helpful and effective to say Pashas Hamon, Shnaya Mikro Ve'echot Targum. I often say Pashas Hamon, but not so much for the Indian Azgula of it, because, you know, I think that if I say Parshat Hamon, it's going to directly affect Parnosa. Rather, I find, I feel, that when I say Parshat Hamon over and over and over and over, it strengthens my Emunah and Bitochen, Nakodesh Baruchu. The Remendel Merimenov, who was so, so concerned about the Jewish parnosa For over 20 years, every, every Shavuot Shudas, all he would speak about was Parashat Samon. Every week, again and again and again and again, he would speak about Parashat Samon. In fact, there was a big, big machlekes a couple of hundred years ago between the Balatanya and the Mendele Meriminov and other G'dayle Yisrael, who should they daven for, who should the Jewish people daven for as far as the war between Nikolai and Napoleon? The Valatania was very, very concerned of Napoleon being successful because he understood that with that is going to come all the culture that Napoleon was the proponent of and that wouldn't be good for the Jewish people. And he was worried about the Yiddishkeit of the Jewish people. The Mendel Merinov, on the other hand, he was much more worried about the Parnosa of the Jewish people. And under Nikolai, the Tsar, who, who tormented the Jewish people, they had no Parnosa. So he was hoping that if Napoleon would win the war with Nikolai, the Jews would have a chance to have better panosah. So this was a machlekes of G'dayla Yisrael, who the Jewish people should daven for. So it's a very, very big Indian, the Indian of Parnassus, it's not Stam. I believe that there's a special lesson in one word that we have in the Parsha Samon, and that's the word Tzinsenes. HaKadosh tells Moshe Rabbeinu, that Aaron Akoyin should take the tzimtzemus of Mon, a flask of Mon, and put it inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim next to the Aaron HaKodesh. Now, this tzimtzemus is a flask. Rashi says, tzimtzemus, kli feris. It's a kli feris. It's, a, it's made from clay. Cheres, porcelain, whatever it may be. 
What is, what is, why is it crucial? What, what is Rashi coming to teach us? If it's another Kali, what does it make a difference? So the Maharal says in Gur Aryeh that Rashi is coming to teach us a lesson. Because the word Tzitzen is Tzitzen. So there's a double emphasis on the Shoyrish, on the root of Tzin. Tzin is from Lashon Tzonen, Tzina, Tzinim Pachim, cold. Somebody that has a cold is suffering from an upper respiratory infection is Mitsunan. Tzin Tzenes, whenever the Torah says a word with a double emphasis on a particular Shayish, that means the Torah is trying to tell us something. For instance, he brings that the cities of Eretz Yisrael, many, many cities in Eretz Yisrael, in Sefer Yeshua, but the Gemara Gitten looks to Darshin, what does it mean when it says Sansana? There was a city by the name of Sansana, so we need to know what the Torah is telling us. Adada. What is Adada? Again, the double emphasis tells us that there's a Josh over here. Other cities, we don't need to know what they're all about. But these cities, we need to know because the Torah emphasized twice the same Shayush. So to Tzintzenes, the Maral says, is coming to teach us, since it says Tzonein twice, it's coming to teach us that it must be the Kli. It must be a vessel, a flask, that would be the most appropriate to keep the Mon cool and to preserve it in the best way possible. The question arises, I ask, a very, very simple question. Rabbeinu you know how long that Mon lasted? They put one oimer of mon into the base of Megiddosh, in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and it stayed there for over 900 years. Till Yirmiyahu Hanavi took it outside and brought it out to the Jewish people, when the Jewish people were concerned about where they're going to have Parnosa. And Yirmiyahu showed them, look, HaKadosh Bohu that brought down the mon to the Jewish people, he's going to take care of you as well. And you're going to have exactly what you need. So he brought out the Tzintzena Samom. So I ask you, Rabbi Isai, why in the world do we need to use a klicheres? Because a klicheres preserves the mon better than other kalim. Anyway, we're going to have to need a nest of HaKadosh Baruch Anyway, no mon. The mon, look what happened to the mon in the Midbar. Anything that wasn't used that day, it melted. So if we're talking about mon that's going to last 900 years, does it really make a difference what kli you put it into? But the answer is the yesod of ishtadlus when it comes to panosa. We have to do our ishtadlus. We have to do ishtadlus. We have to put in effort. We have to try. We have to take the best vessel possible to put the money. Now, I don't think for a moment that because I put it into a clay vessel, so it's going to be able to last 900 years. But that's the best I can do. It's better than copper, it's better than iron, it's better than glass, it's better than steel. It's the best material for putting in mon. Do I think for a moment that that's what's going to make that it'll last for 900 years? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. However, I still am commanded to do the best I can do. Knowing full well 
then it's not my hishtadlas that, that accomplishes it. Take it from me. I've already married off, you know, all my beloved Talmud, them all know, I married off nine of ten children, and yes, I have tremendous, tremendous debt, but I can still smile today. And even the fact that we could take debt upon ourselves, for that you have to thank HaKadosh Baruch also. For everything, HaKadosh Baruch you know the famous story about the guy that married off ten kids, and he got up at the end of the wedding, some Sephardi guy, and he gets up at the end of the wedding and he says, HaKadosh Baruch he gets up on a chair, and he says, HaKadosh Baruch didn't help me marry all my children. He did it all himself. Right? And this is something we have to know. HaKadosh Baruch is there for us. HaKadosh Baruch is absolutely there. But not necessarily is he going to stuff your bank account before with all the money that you need. He doesn't send necessarily big checks, as I once heard from Rabbi Friedlander, Zecherin Levrach. HaKadosh Baruch likes to send small checks. Just like HaKadosh Baruch who sent the money every day. He didn't give them a supply of money for 40 years. But HaKadosh Baruch wants that we should keep connected to him. So that's where HaKadosh Baruch works. We have to be mishtadu. We have to do our very, very best. But not to think for a moment that it's us. It's Borei And that's the lesson that we learn from the Tzintzenes.